successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Brill Nation. Get a hooter. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining me today on 980 AM. KMBZ and as well as on iTunes via podcast. And if you're listening on our Website at GrillNationShow.com. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, today's going to be a hell of a show. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to learn a lot. Uh, and I'm going to be bringing in our initial guest here in a second. And we will preview today's show. But before I do that, I want to thank our title sponsors and supporters of the Grill Nation Show. Title sponsors of the show are Trust, MoBank, BOK Financial, and Two West Companies and Ryan Rink. Contributors of the Grill Nation Show include the Rieger, Jay Rieger & Co., and Ryan Maybe, guest host an on-air contributor, and the KCADC, the Kansas City Area Development Council. Appreciate all your support, and uh, obviously always love having our sponsors and title sponsors bring on great guests and showcase the great things happening both in Kansas City and on a national level. You can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill. I tweet from at Jason Grill often. I also will tweet occasionally from time to time at Grill Nation Show. On today's show, uh, we're going to bring in one of our partners and supporters, uh, joined today by BOK Financial, Ryan Humphrey, who is the vice president at BOK Financial. Uh, and we are going to bring him on a second for this first segment. And then after that, we will have on the show, uh, Chris Harris, the chief development officer of Cornerstones of Care. He'll be joined as well by Stephanie Sheldon, who is the senior marketing manager at Cornerstones of Care. Cornerstones of Care is online at cornerstonesofcare.org. Great organization here in Kansas City. They're dedicated to helping children and families wherever they are, whenever they, they need them. Prevention, treatment, and support services are integrated into their programs, and each year they help 7,000 children and families plus an additional 4,000 community members improve health, happiness, confidence, competence, and self-sufficiency. They have over 600-plus trained professionals and practice a certified trauma-informed model to identify, address, treat, and monitor a variety of behavioral health needs. They are going to talk to us about their key six key service areas today, also highlight the exciting news that they will be involved with the Chiefs charity game this year, uh, as well as learn more about some of the issues that are facing families and children uh, in this day and age in the Midwest as well as in the Kansas City area. Before we bring it on, I want to bring on uh, show sponsor and supporter, uh, BOK Financial and Ryan Humphrey. Hey, Ryan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for having me today. Good to have you back. It's been a while since I've seen you. You were on the show, what, two, three years ago? With uh, Yeah, it was at least two years ago, brought on the YMCA of Greater Kansas City, oh, and I was gosh. thinking back to that, and it seems like that was forever ago at this point. Does it? I, time It's weird with time. Sometimes I, I look back a year ago, and I'm like, man, this year has flown by. And then sometimes I look at pictures from three or four years ago, and I'm like, man, that seems like a long time ago. Well, so, and sometimes the pictures aren't always flattering. <laughs> man, I do not look like that anymore. I know. Uh, i got I got to get back in shape. That's all I'm, I'm thinking to myself. <laughs> So, Ryan, what do you do at uh, BOK Financial? Sure. I'm a commercial lender, commercial banker at BOK Financial, kind of the relationship manager point person for our clients. 
I focus on lending, but if they have any sort of banking need, I get them introduced to the right person at the bank. So I'm responsible for handling existing relationships and then developing new business as well out in the community. You went to Oklahoma State and uh, got an economics and finance major. You've been at BOK for quite a while. I have. I just celebrated my nine-year anniversary a couple weeks ago, which is, like you said, hard to imagine. Sometimes time <laughs> flies and sometimes it doesn't, but it's uh, it's been a fun ride, and I'm, I'm happy to say I've made it nine years. That's pretty cool, man. Um, so talk to us about the Missouri Bank or MoBank, BOK Financial stuff. How does that all work out? Because you know, when I introduced the show and the sponsors, we're, we're supported by BOK Financial and MoBank. Sure. So BOK Financial is the parent company of MoBank at this point. MoBank's been in the Kansas City community for a long time, and now that BOK has partnered with them, we have an even stronger presence in Kansas City. BOK Financial's headquartered down in Tulsa. It's a large, super regional bank, $32 billion in assets. But our presence in Kansas City hadn't been that strong. And when we had the opportunity to partner with someone like MoBank, who has deep roots in the community, we had to jump at it. And now we're operating under both of those brands. Uh, on the corporate side of the large commercial businesses, it's BOK Financial. And then when we're working on the lower end of the market, whether it's consumer or small businesses, it's really branded as MoBank because they, like I said, have been in Kansas City for so long and have such a great brand recognition. There. Mm-hmm. One of the things we've been lucky with the relationship we have here with the Grill Nation show is you guys bring on great guests, uh, great, whether they're uh, charities and nonprofits like we'll have today or uh, folks that you've worked with, MoBank's work with, or BOK Financial's work with uh, to help grow their businesses. You guys kind of offer the full gamut, correct? BLK and MoBank with uh, small businesses to corporations. We really do. We kind of have all of our bases covered at this point. It, it seems like we're previously just BOK Financial had focused on the larger end of the market and MoBank had focused on the smaller end of the market. Now we're kind of filling in the gap. And no matter what size organization you are, or if you're a nonprofit or a commercial real estate developer, whatever it might be, we can serve your needs. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking to Ryan Humphrey from BOK Financial. Let's talk about today's show. We're going to have Chad Harris, who is with uh, Cornerstones of Care, and Stephanie Sheldon as well, joining us here in the next segment with Ryan and I on today's show. Tell us about these guys and uh, what they do and, and how BOK Financial is involved. Sure. Cornerstones of Care is a great local organization that does a lot of great work in the Kansas City community and, as we'll talk about later, beyond, for reaching further into Kansas and Missouri. But they serve underprivileged youth or youth that have gone through trauma and might need some support, and then also families of that youth. And they have a smaller focus on early childhood education and early childhood development, which really comes well into the fold with BOK and MoBank's charitable contributions and charitable focuses. We really focus on early childhood education kind of from the top down within our organization. Uh, George Kaiser, who owns about one-third of our shares were publicly traded, um, has made it a mission in his life to focus on that area of charity and to really make sure that kids have what they need from the outset to steer their lives in the right direction. So whether it's that or another charity, both MoBank and BOK have been charitably focused for a long time. So we like to work with folks like uh, Cornerstones of Care when we can, and even if we're not working with them directly, we like to sp- support them in other ways. Their website is is cornerstonesofcare.org. going to be exciting to talk to them. They have a lot of cool things they're doing. And I'm looking forward to learning about the different services. It's a very complex area, uh, behavioral uh, treatment. They're also going to talk to us, I believe, today about ways that fathers can get involved with them as well as teachers uh, to enrich their uh, knowledge around some of these issues. And, again, they're going to talk about their upcoming Chiefs charity game, first game, uh, Patrick Mahomes' uh, well, I guess second game of his career, uh, but first game as a starter uh, officially. 
for the for the whole season, right? So that'll be a preseason game in August. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Ryan, you lived in Kansas City now for a while uh, after living in Oklahoma, going to Oklahoma State and Tulsa. What what are your uh, what do you think of Kansas City right now? Are I you, love I love Kansas City. Yeah, it's it's home now. I've been here for eight years, and uh, I can't imagine leaving. I've set down my roots here, and you know it's a uh, it's a great place. It's a it's a big small town. Uh, there's you know very few degrees of separation, and there's a lot of good things going on in this community, and a lot of growth potential. How and, would you compare it to Oklahoma City? You know, it's a Where little you're bit from because I don't I don't know much about Oklahoma. Sure, it's a little bit bigger, and I feel like Kansas City is maybe just ten to fifteen years ahead of Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City's certainly heading in the right direction, but Kansas City just seems to be a little bit ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very community focused, and uh, you know, it's funny is pe- people say that about Kansas City when they compare us to uh, to Austin. Yeah, and in yeah. the startup tech world, it's like you're about ten years at an inflection point, uh, or you know, a city like you know, similar growing city like Denver. They're like you're about ten to fifteen. So like we're we're that to Oklahoma City. No, yeah, similar idea. <laughs> that similarly works. Ryan Ryan Humphrey is joining me today. We'll be right back with Chad Harris and Stephanie Sheldon from Cornerstones of Care. Check them out at cornerstonesofcare.org. You're listening to the Grill Nation. Show. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show here at 980 AM KMBZ. I appreciate you all joining me as well today on iTunes via podcast and at grillnationshow.com where you can find links to all of our guests, our show sponsors and supporters, and more information about what we do here each and every week. And check out all of our old shows too that are on there as well. As Ryan and Humphrey is joining me today, uh, from, uh, BOK Financial VP, uh, over there, uh, been a, Show sponsor and supporter of the show uh, for many years, and lucky to have uh, both BOK Financial and Mo Bank support the show. As we talked about in our first segment today, we are going to be joined by here in a second by Chad Harris. He's the Chief Development Officer at Cornerstones of Care, and Stephanie Sheldon, who's the Senior Marketing Manager at Cornerstones of Care. Their website is uh, cornerstonesofcare.org. I'm excited to learn more about this organization and want to welcome back Ryan Humphrey and bring in Chad Harris and Stephanie Sheldon to the show. How are you guys today? Great. Thanks for having us, Jason. It's great. It's great to see you guys. Um, okay. So I don't know anything about what you do. Let's start (laughs) from there. No, I'm excited to have you. First off, uh, take us through what you guys each do and kind of your background. Let's start with Chad. Uh, I noticed you're an Iowa state guy and, and, and have also gone to Mizzou along the way. That's right. So I've been in the Kansas city area about uh, 12 years now and uh, this spring joined Cornerstones of Care as the Chief Development Officer. Wow. So, so recently. Very recent, recent. Yeah. yes. So Stephanie's here to help me today to, uh, to uh, talk about the organization. But it's a great group and uh, really excited to join the what, executive team. So your background, is it in, is it in development? Yeah. Um, so I started my career in higher education advancement work. So fundraising, alumni relations work. Oh, that's hard work. It is. Uh, but uh, great uh, to people proud of their alma maters uh, sure. as, as they are. And uh, that's been a neat opportunity to to see development take off in different forms in different sectors of the nonprofit community. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
being a, a proud Kansas Cityan uh, with this next professional role, I wanted to have an opportunity to give back to the community that's given a lot to me in the last decade. That's pretty cool. And uh, it's not easy to always ask for money, is it? It's not. <laughs> but uh, with an organization like Cornerstones of Care, there's sure. a mission that is easy to get behind. And, and uh, people, when they hear our story and the stories that we tell and share and the lives that we impact every day, uh, it makes them want to get involved. That's awesome. Uh, Stephanie, what about you? I know you... Uh, Got your master's in journalism from KU, is that right? Yes. In marketing, and uh, you're active in Kansas City, I can tell from your LinkedIn and Junior League and all kinds of charities and whatnot. What do you do at uh, Cornerstones of Care? Yeah, I have the privilege of leading our marketing team. Okay. Um, our We have two primary focuses with uh, the marketing at Cornerstones of Care. So we support fundraising, so we work very closely with Chad and the development team raising funds and then we recruit foster parents. One of the biggest needs of our organization is more foster parents for mm-hmm. children in state custody. So those are our two priorities at all times. And I've had a chance over the years to, uh, in my life, both public and private sector, to work on stuff like this. And it's amazing to me how many people don't understand how many kids that need foster care and That's foster right. parents yeah. uh, in our local area. That's right. Are you guys based in Kansas, Missouri? Where do you where do you work? Where does the where do you help families at? Yes. So, uh Cornerstones of Care, we actually have 12 locations across Missouri and Kansas. Um currently in the state of Missouri, there's about 14,000 children that are in need of foster families and care. There's about 8,000 in the state of Kansas. Mm-hmm. Uh and so we um through the state and uh through contract services work that we do provide that care. Uh, we are the primary care provider for recruiting and uh, placing children in northwest Missouri in a 30-county area that spans from about Harrisonville up to the Iowa-Missouri border in Maryville, from Sedalia to Chillicothe. So uh, that's the, the area that we primarily serve with foster care. We also do uh, that work in the state of Kansas as well. Uh, but our reach is even beyond that. So mm-hmm. through the, the various programs and services that we offer for mental and behavior health, um, we actually end up reaching about five different states across the Midwest. That's interesting. I, I, they're all so different, right? The rules and regulations and nonprofits and private and public. And That's right. Yeah. It's hard to understand sometimes, isn't it? It is, yeah. Uh, as somebody new to the organization, obviously the mission is important and, and uh, gaining that support. Uh, as Stephanie said, you know, our biggest need continues to be the need for more families that are willing mm-hmm. to open their homes to help provide a safe home uh, yeah. for children that uh, are in need of, of a home for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Ryan, how do you guys work with uh, with this organization? How did you, how'd you guys meet or what's going on with uh, BOK Financial and MoBank and the partnership there? Yeah, so we've had a couple people involved at the volunteer level for several years now and some board members as well. So Cody Bizanson first introduced me and he's on our institutional wealth side and he manages some assets for Cornerstones as well as served on a board. And then when there was a lending need, he brought me into the relationship and we set up a line of credit and we've had the relationship now for three, four years plus, I think. So it's just a great local, local organization. We're a very, we like to support local charities and Cornerstone's a great one. Mm-hmm. Talk to me more in depthly about your guys' services. We have a lot of time, and so I, I just I don't want to just talk about foster care. I want to talk about there's six or seven different things you all offer. That's right, and and, and how you can help people yeah. and help the community. And yeah. let's let's kind of slowly go through those. Um, one is education. Correct. Talk about that and why that's important. Yeah. So cornerstones of care, we provide K twelve education through three different schools that we operate uh, that are fully accredited schools, degree granting uh, uh, programs. 
uh, for youth that uh, have behavior or mental health needs. Mm-hmm. Um, often they are referred to us by school districts in the area that uh, maybe don't have the staffing or the expertise to be able to address those needs of those youth. Um, currently, we have about 20 different school districts uh, across oh, really? the area that send uh, children to our school uh, day treatment programs, mm-hmm. uh, and we operate those out of three different locations across the Kansas City area. And what, what are those locations and areas? So we have one in Blue Springs. Okay. Um, so we, in the Blue Springs School District, um, we actually have um, – uh, classrooms within the school district that uh, our staff go there and uh, you know so the youth are able to be within the school district and and stay uh, in in their school home you know base to be able to have uh, classes and then we have uh, two other schools one at uh, the Gillis campus mm-hmm. which is at 81st and Warnell and then one at our Ozanam campus which is at 137th and I've Moles. never heard that name before but I saw it on your website yeah I wonder how you pronounce that Ozanam yeah, Ozanam. yeah. okay um, and so are we seeing a higher need for this? I mean, is it, is it, is it fluctuating lately? I mean, I feel like there's a lot of more emotional and behavioral disorders that children face at a young age. Stephanie, I mean, is it, you've been there at Cornerstones now for over three years. I mean, what have, what have you seen? Yeah. The um, trends. There definitely is. It does kind of go up and down, especially even throughout the year. So in the, um, you know, Right when kids go back into school, there's kind of another little hype up um, because there's a lot more pressure going back into school. They're mm-hmm. back in there with all of their peers and kind of trying to navigate and figure out um, how they're supposed to work together after being off for the summer. So there's kind of fluctuations that happen throughout the year even. Mm. Um, but it's always our top priority to be able to help children transition back into their home school. So we never want kids to come to our school and you know sometimes they do they end up graduating from there and that's great if they're successful in that environment but whenever we can we want to help them transition back into their home school with their home neighborhood um the peers that they've been growing up with um yeah yeah and what are the ages for these children that do use the service uh k through 12 uh, yeah, so for the, for the, the whole programs yeah so you guys touch people that are five years old to what like what is that? 13? 18? Yeah. 18? Yeah, I don't 18. even know. 18, yeah. 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 So we have, I think we had. My math um, isn't very good. <laughs> I think we had 12 <laughs> students that graduated this year yeah. uh, from uh, high school uh, through us. So um, we're uh, accredited. So we have um, athletic teams. So we, we work to make it, you know, as. as um, so you guys are another another layer because I've, I've talked to many people that always say the high schools or the grade schools or the public schools, they, they can't provide these services. For, for special, you know, situations. And right. so you guys are the ones that, that get called in to help with that. We are, yeah. That's so good. We also have another program where um, we go in and partner specifically with school districts and teachers and educators and parents and administrators. Um, it's a behavioral intervention. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a team of individuals that go into the school districts and help, um, you know, those admin and teachers build the skills that they need to help those kids remain successful in their school. That's awesome. In their home classroom so they don't have to be removed. I like that. Is there one is there one behavioral uh, disorder, or behavioral issue that is kind of really kind of coming to the T like that you guys think is really the most, uh, you know, most important right now you're seeing the most of? I mean, I know you're not doctors or, or therapists or counselors or social workers here, but uh, is there one thing that, you're seeing 
prevalence of? I think it really varies. Um, so the basis of all the work that we do is is from a perspective of what's called trauma-informed care. Mm-hmm. So all of the youth and children that we serve have experienced some form of trauma, either personally through neglect or abuse or from a, a home environment that perhaps their parents or their family structure is not a safe environment environment for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've seen what that means evolve over time. Um, I think a classic example is that when you think about some of the national issues that are out there and how they affect us locally, the opioid crisis oh, yeah. in America is one of the things that we're seeing. So mm-hmm. um, while it's maybe not an issue for the addiction within our youth, the parents that maybe have that addiction, it impacts their children in that that home environment is not a safe environment for them to be in. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's a way where I think it, it suddenly hits home a little bit yeah. in terms of it's easy to hear about that in the news every day, but you don't understand kind of the trickle-down effect that that will have or the impact that it has on other lives around those addicts. Mm. Yeah, so. it does. And, and those, those first few years are important, right? Yeah, First absolutely. five or six years, four to oh. five years of life, everything I've read is, yeah. is that's kind of the most important time to... Even early education. So oh, we're yeah. doing more with that. Uh, I mean, more and more research that we know now that shows that, you know, before age three, uh, there's a lot of development that occurs. And so we're needing to be in that space to be able to help support youth from birth. We talked about education, mental and behavioral health. We just we just mentioned, you know, in, on your website, one in every five youths ages 13, 18 will experience severe mental health disorder in their lifetime. It's a fascinating stat. Um, and you guys promote healing, inclusion, respect for difference and possible positive social change and youth can overcome their mental health challenges that they have all these things we're talking to cornerstones of care uh chad harris and stephanie sheldon are with us along with ryan humphrey from bok financial right back after the break you're listening to girl nation i got that sunshine in my pocket got that good soul in my feet i feel that hot blood in my body it drops Welcome back to the Grill Nation show. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us again today on 980 AM. And if you're listening in your car, at the gym, or wherever you are via podcast, we appreciate it on iTunes. You can listen on iTunes at any time to the Grill Nation show. And also you can connect with us on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation show, our two uh, handles on Twitter. We are with uh, Chad Harris, who is with Cornerstones of Care. He's the Chief Development Officer, also with Stephanie Sheldon, who is also with Cornerstones of Care. She is the Senior Marketing Manager uh, at Cornerstones of Care. Their website is cornerstonesofcare.org. They're also on Instagram uh, and social media. Check out our Cornerstones on Instagram. they got some cool stuff up there. And also I'm joined today by Ryan Humphrey, who's the Vice President at BOK Financial, uh, great company here uh, with MoBank here in Kansas City. Okay, so we were talking about uh, some of your uh, services in the last section, uh, or segment, excuse me, and we talked about education and mental and behavioral health. I know you guys uh, do a lot of other things with youth uh, and have a youth service program, education program. Talk to us about some of the things you also do with youth besides kind of the, the education and mental health uh, yeah. stuff. So one of the exciting programs that we have is related to transitional youth housing. So as youth um, become teens and maybe are starting to transition from uh, foster care to more independence, uh, we offer transitional living for mm-hmm. them. So what um, is that exactly? Yeah. So they're um, apartments, regular uh, apartment uh, facilities that uh, we manage and help provide. Uh, but in addition to that, we offer supports related to, um, you know, what it means to 
be an adult. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, those that life skill. So we're talking about like eighteen year olds. Uh, usually uh, sixteen. As sixteen to sixteen. Yeah. yeah. So, or even into their early twenties. Living in an apartment. Correct. Yep. Wow. So, independent living. Uh, starting to learn about, you know, personal financial management. Uh, you got to do the laundry yourself. Cooking and cleaning, cook. that sort of thing. Uh, we offer that uh, both in Kansas City, Kansas, in Kansas City, Missouri, hmm. uh, in Wichita. And this uh, year, this fall, we're actually expanding that program into northwest Missouri as well, into St. Wow. Joe and to Maryville. Um, we just recently had a new class partnership that um, the uh, League of Women Voters in Wichita approached us about wanting to teach kind of a civics and citizenship class. They love that stuff. They're uh, really good about to that. be able to, you know, help uh, youth understand what their vote means, you know, and, cool. and how to get engaged in the community. So wow. it's classes like that that we're offering in addition to um, that safe environment for them to be able to start to live in. I never asked you guys this, but you guys, how long has uh, Cornerstones of Care been in, in, around? And it seems to me that you're involved in so many things and in so many states and cities pretty big organization yeah so the origins of the organization actually date back to about 1870 wow uh, with one of our uh, early agencies uh, when it was first founded gillis uh, the campus was an orphanage that was founded uh, after the civil war for the children uh, of civil war veterans who didn't come back from war and uh, it was a resource for them and their families uh, and so uh, since 1870 we've been providing youth and support services in the kansas city area Man, if we could go back then and just see like how things have changed. I mean, throughout the years of the services provided, I mean, it's pretty amazing just all the different things you all do. Uh, I believe you help what seven thousand children and families a year. Is that right? Yeah, seven thousand, and then four thousand other community members that we partner with through our trainings. Um, so those might be behavioral health specialists, the teachers that I mentioned, um, several other individuals and professionals that we're working to strengthen our community for our. What are teachers' families. responses to you when you want to when you're offering training in these things? Are they? They're hungry for it. They're hungry for it. Yeah. Okay, I was curious if they were like nervous about it or if they were hungry for it. Yeah, very much so. That's interesting. I think it's one of those where you know. Um, it, Again, as Stephanie mentioned, you know, the goal is to try to keep children in the environment in which is most comfortable and familiar to them. And so, so is that, is that, is that, is that like to the family? Right? Yeah. So, so or, everything I've read is you want to get them closer back to their family when it's the correct time, right? Correct. Yep. And so when we talk about recruiting foster families, you know, we're needing them not just in Kansas City, we're needing them all over the area yeah. because the more that we can keep youth close to their home community, you know, well, it's it's very disruptive to suddenly be out of your home environment, but if your church or your Boy Scout troop or your 4-H club or your school can remain the same, that offers a little more stability and a little more sense of community mm-hmm. that we want to maintain as best possible for youth. It's just amazing. The, the parents of foster kids are amazing to me. Oh, uh, incredible. You know, you, we've seen some media stories here recently about uh, people that have uh, been foster parents and adopted like four kids at once. I mean, just what a life changer, right? Yeah. And then you see these stories of people that have, you know, 20, 30, 40 foster kids. And I'm just, I, I, I bless, bless them. Like, you know, like, I mean, that is a challenge. I can't imagine being doing that. Right. And there's so many people that need to do it. Uh, cause there's such a need. I mean, at least in this area, I mean, I imagine across the country too, but I know in Missouri and Kansas, there's a, a huge need for more foster parents. Absolutely. And what would be your, what would be your selling point to, uh, to those people that you're that are listening that maybe have the opportunity to take in a foster child. Well, I mean, what would you tell them and how would you, how would you sell them on doing it? Cause it is a big change in life. Well, I would For both s- parties. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. I would say you have 
the significant opportunity to absolutely transform the future of a child who has experienced trauma. Um, it is hard work. We're never going to be like, the, hey, this is an easy thing. Come in and, and do it. Um, it is a lot of hard work, but it is rewarding work and it is important work. Um, there are significant support systems that are built around foster parents. Um, we have a team of case managers and specialists that are here to help make sure that our foster families are successful. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as important as it is, it as it is to support those kids in that environment, it's just as important to us to support those foster families to make sure the unit all together is successful. What's the timeline for becoming a foster parent? If, if I if I walked up to you guys, didn't know you, and I said, "Hey, I want to foster a child," what's that process like? Yeah, so. From probably your initial informational meeting, which we have regularly, uh, monthly, if not uh, more frequently across the area, um, to formal kind of licensing can be about a six-month process. Six months, okay. Yeah. So, so that includes that long. the background checks. That includes the um, about 26 hours of uh, formal training and education that you go through. Wow. Um, so, but and, and we try to do that in, in an expedient time so that it isn't completely drawn out process. But, yeah. That's pretty fast, actually, when you think about it. Yeah. Six months is not that long. And you think of all the children that need it. I mean, yeah. that's, a, that's a process. Absolutely. Um, we're talking to Chad Harris and Stephanie Sheldon from Cornerstones of Care, uh, cornerstonesofcare.org, if you want more information. Um, we talked about all these different things you all do. You know, you also do stuff with uh, family support. It's not just always about the youth. Sometimes the parents need support as well, correct? Correct, yeah. So beyond the youth support that we provide, um, we do a number of community trainings, as we mentioned, for educators, mm-hmm. but also um, just in general for adults to um, have better understanding of kind of um, healthy relationships. We are part of an initiative uh, through the University of Missouri uh, that was a federal grant that they received, and then we provide the training here in the Kansas City area for uh, a training called Show Me Healthy Relationships, which um, any uh, community member, uh, partners, spouses uh, can come to kind of learn um, better relationship building skills related to uh, communication, related to conflict resolution, uh, things that we probably all could uh, benefit from oh, yeah. uh, regardless of relationship status. Uh, so that's a, a great initiative. We also have a program called Brave Hearts for Dads. Uh, As a way to, uh, well, it's it's a way to help encourage and and re-engage fathers with the lives of their children. So in many situations, we often see where a father figure may not be present uh, in the lives of children, especially some of the youth that we serve. Um, So it's a way to build their confidence. It's a way to encourage them to re-engage, to be active, uh, to kind of have that emotional support uh, in themselves, but also then to provide that emotional support to their children as well. You never think about that. like when you do have a child and just the complexities that go around that and some people, you know, they're not, they're not cut out for, right. Or they have right. issues and right. you guys help with that. Yeah. And all these, these programs are on the website. You can check them out in case you want to attend a training. Is that right? That's right. Yep. Um, is this something that is expensive or, I mean, how, how does it, how does it function? The Brave Hearts for Dads program is completely free and okay. voluntary. Mm-hmm. So anyone who is interested in just strengthening their relationship, any male figure that is, interested in strengthening their relationship with um, their child can participate. And, and how do you guys uh, work with the teachers? Is that What's that timeline like for them? Are they 
Is that like a night thing or they, is it a weekend thing or how does that work? So most often it's uh, through, the, through school district-wide programming. Okay. So in-service days where our staff will be ah. coming in and doing that professional education and professional development for teachers and educators. We call those lunch and learns. That's, the, uh, right. <laughs> That's right. And, and kids get to get have a day off from school, but yeah. uh, their teachers get to go to school that day. So. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that's some of the work that we really do across the Midwest. Um, we actually have two staff that live in, and work in Lincoln, Nebraska, and do that work for the state of Nebraska and, and school districts across the state. Um, we're in about 250 different school districts across the Midwest doing that education. And what states are you in again? So that, those programs reach Illinois, Missouri, Kansas, Nebraska, and Colorado. Mm. But mainly you guys are Missouri and Kansas. Correct. Office okay. locations and, and program services that we provide. Are We're getting into some more of your upcoming events here in the next segment, but I want to talk about your funding and, and how you guys uh, pay for all of these services. How does that work? You're yeah. the development man, Chad. That's so. right. So, so give us your spiel here. How does that work? Absolutely. Well, um, our, our greatest need is, as Stephanie mentioned earlier, is more foster families. Mm-hmm. Um, the next is that uh, we want people to be involved with us to realize that the um, presence of an adult in children's lives is really important. And so to become a mentor is another great way to get involved. Um, the third is obviously financial support. Um, it allows us to um, not only to provide high-quality care, but also to be responsive to evolving needs of youth today. Uh, as we've seen, as needs of youth have evolved, so have the needs for treatment evolved. And so we need to be able to be responsive in leading practice ways, uh, using evidence-based approaches when it comes to treatment, when it comes to trauma-informed care, so that our staff continue to be well-prepared and well-trained to be able to meet those needs. And mm-hmm. so financial support helps make that possible. How many staff do you have? We have about 10 seconds left in the segment. We have about 650 staff. 650? Yeah. Wow. Big place. It is. <laughs> We're talking to Cornerstones of Care here on the Grill Nation Show. We'll be right back with our final segment of the show. Thanks for joining us. We're going to talk about some exciting upcoming events. You're listening to Grill Nation. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining me again today with our awesome guests here. If you're listening on iTunes, I appreciate it. Or if you're listening via radio at 980 a.m., it's great to have you with us again today. Uh, if you ever have any questions or uh, want to shoot any guests our way, you can contact me at grillnationshow.com online. You also will see photos of our guests today and uh, all of our social media handles as well on the website at grillnationshow.com. Again, joined today by Ryan Humphrey from BOK Financial, a partner and supporter of the Grill Nation Show. And our guest today is Cornerstones of Care. Cornerstonesofcare.org is the website. Uh, joined today by Chad Harris and Stephanie Sheldon. Great, great organization here in the Kansas City area and uh, the Midwest as well. We've talked a lot about your all services and, and you guys do a lot of really cool things to help out families and youth. Uh, I want to talk about some exciting, um, upcoming events that you have planned. Uh, you just came out of your golf tournament, which is a good fundraiser for y'all at Lock Lloyd, right? That's right. Yeah. Uh, was it hot that day or did you get some relief here? It was like the 183 degree oh, cloud cover day in the month per- of June. Perfect, so it perfect. was a great day for golf. That's always, <laughs> I always respect the people that, uh, put on a good golf tournament because it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work yeah. to get everyone there and to get all the carts figured out and all the food and all the, you know, the the handouts and whatnot. And uh, to get a people, lot of there's a, you know, you got to differentiate yourself too because there's a lot of them now. That's and right. So yeah. 
you want people to keep coming back and supporting your cause, but it, it turned out okay. It did. Yep. Great that's, day. That's great. Okay. So now you've, you've kind of transitioned into your, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. So tell us about what you're doing with the Chiefs because, uh, I've, I'm excited about this event. Yeah. So we are very honored to be the beneficiary of the 2018 Chiefs charity game. Uh, which is on Thursday, August 7th. It is the preseason game. I go to that and game every year because my birthday is on August 10th. Oh, nice. And I used so, to have season tickets. And, August uh, 9th. I said August 7th. August 9th. Yeah, so there you go. Sorry. And so that's a game you go to. And That's right. First game of the year, right? That's right. Always. So <laughs> we're excited uh, for, for my home start and yeah. uh, be a chance to, to welcome him to the community and uh, have him as, uh, as our starting quarterback this year. So what, so. Is, what is the Chiefs charity game? Uh, a lot of people have never heard of that. Uh, I've actually got to go one time in the past with a, another charity here in Kansas City. Um, what is it, and, and you know, what are you guys trying to do here? How does that work? Yeah, so uh, a lot of great things can be attributed to uh, Lamar Hunt, and that includes the Chiefs charity game. So back in 1983, actually, the Hunt Family Foundation uh, decided to start uh, what they called the Chiefs Charity Game. So picked a preseason game uh, that would benefit uh, the proceeds from the game and kind of a fundraising initiative around it would uh, benefit a, a nonprofit that's focused on youth and families in the Kansas City area. So it was the first of its kind in the NFL, and it's uh, the longest standing now. And I think they've shared that in the 35 years since then, it's raised about $14 million mm-hmm. uh, for local nonprofits in the Kansas City area. So uh, how do we get involved? Let's say I'm a person off the street that's like, hey, I want to go to the first Patrick Mahomes game. Uh, how do I get involved? Do I? How do I sign up? Yeah, Everybody just buy a ticket. Like, how, how does this all function? Yeah, absolutely. Well, one of the things that you can do is purchase a limited edition Charlie Hustle t-shirt. Okay. We're so excited to partner with Charlie Hustle for this um, for this year. So you can go to chiefscharitygame.com. Okay. And there at that landing page is all the ways that you can get involved. That's where you can buy your t-shirt. Chiefscharitygame.com. Yep. Okay. Um, we have um, a cool opportunity for people to set up their own fundraising page and raise their own money. Um, you can get some cool Chiefs Charity Game swag. You can earn your own T-shirt there instead of purchasing it. You can get regular season game tickets, um, tickets to the Chiefs Charity Game. And then we have another cool opportunity coming up on July 27th, which is Trivia Night. Trivia Night is at Arrowhead Stadium. Um, and you can purchase a regular ticket um, or you can get a table of eight. Bring all of your friends out to compete in some Fun trivia. I like it. I used I used to do that trivia night stuff. Nice. A friend of mine was was a trivia nut. Yeah. He had a tri- he put one of those things on at a bar once. They're everywhere. Yeah. They've really become popular. They haven't have. They? Yeah. Uh-huh. You should invite him out. Like, <laughs> there you go. It sounds like you get the start of a team there. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so on your Instagram page at our cornerstones, big Instagram fan, you have uh, photos of the of the Charlie Hustle T shirt that uh, that people can get as well as. Chiefs tumblers. There's cool photos. Uh, t-shirt looks cool. Thanks. You guys did a good job with uh, collaborating with them. I actually have an uh, East office with those guys, and uh, oh, very good. got to know them and and um, over the years. And uh, you know, you never cannot have another cool Kansas City t-shirt. That's right. right. That's especially right. one that's uh, Chiefs colors. Yeah, I don't have any red shirts, so this is cool. <laughs> I think, uh, the, the partnership with Charlie Hustle and, and the Chiefs in general is, um, right in line with what, you know, our organization mission is. And that's, you know, to partner, uh, to create safe and healthy communities. And so to be able to, 
um, help share more information about Cornerstones, to raise money for the organization, but also for that call to action for people to get involved with the organization, to sign up to become a mentor, to learn about foster care, to think about the opportunities that you can maybe help uh, give back to the community is really right in line with our mission. And so it's been an awesome opportunity to partner with the Chiefs, to partner with Charlie Hustle, to work with all sorts of companies like BOK that are um, being sponsors for the game to be able to come out and celebrate the Chiefs and also support youth. That's cool, too, just to be selected, right? Oh, yeah, it's a big deal. So I mean, there's so many nonprofits in this community. There are, yeah. So um, the Hunt Family Foundation works with the Greater Kansas City Community Foundation uh-huh. to kind of have an application process. So um, we applied, and then there was a community vote. So thank you to the Kansas oh, City really? community. You guys that, won the vote. Yeah. And so crowdsource. Exactly. <laughs> right. So we, uh, we rallied our folks. and Stephanie um, probably had a lot to do with the marketing of that. <laughs> a little bit. Getting out the vote is not easy. Yeah, but we're so grateful that the community came together to support us in this. That is cool. Well, hopefully it's a good evening. Yeah. Uh, usually it's a night game on a Thursday night, I believe, right? It is. August yep. 9th, you yep. said? Correct. Uh, that's always fun. And it has an added uh, benefit this year with Mahomes. That's right. I mean, yeah, that should draw some more people into yeah. the game, I would think, for a preseason. Right. What's really cool, too, is even beyond this year, we've had a relationship somewhat with the Chiefs the last few years Um Back when Alex Smith was our quarterback, oh, yeah. um, his foundation was a big supporter of Cornerstones of Care. So um, through a major gift from their foundation, we were able to start uh, what's called the YES program, which is Youth Education Success. And so that is targeted towards um, you know teens who are coming out of foster care that are wanting to consider post-secondary education. And so um, this is kind of an awesome next iteration uh, with the next generation of Chiefs players uh, to be able to be part of the Chiefs charity game on August 9th. Tell you what, for somebody like Chad, who's new to the, the company, you kind of are really know your stuff, man. Three months in, you already <laughs> got all this rocking and rolling. I love it. Uh, you did, you guys have done a really good job with everything going on. And, uh, you know, it's been an honor to have you on the show today and, and to learn more about Cornerstones of Care. Their website again is cornerstonesofcare.org. Uh, all kinds of information about what they do, their services, their impact. You even have a lot of stories on the website of, actual children that you've worked with and helped, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. By name, you know, yeah, you got all of the information on there. Uh, you actually have a blog too. Tell us about that. You, you post that regularly. Uh, yeah, we do. There's several different resources on there just about, um, ways that you can engage with cornerstones of care. Um, we have some cool things like, uh, myths about becoming a foster parent. So there might be some things that you hear out in the community. Are those true? Are they not true? Just some kind of um, informational and helpful tools to um, strengthening your own family and mm-hmm. your community. There's a lot of myths out there. Mythbusters. You guys, I'm glad that you do FAQs. And yeah. I think FAQs are important, especially with what you do, to kind of really advocate and, and to show people what it's like to uh, actually become a volunteer and get involved. And, you know, everyone like has the thought about doing this at some point and being a mentor to, to helping people. But sometimes I think they get afraid of the different things that go into it. So the more you can educate like you all do on the website, the better. Again, they are Cornerstones of Care. The website is cornerstonesofcare.org. They're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, you name it. Uh, check it out. Uh, I really appreciate Stephanie Sheldon and Chad Harris for joining me today, as well as Ryan Humphrey. Uh, thanks for your time today. And uh, you guys did a great job. And congrats on all your success. Thanks very Thank much. You. Thanks. Thanks. It's great having you guys. Thanks for listening to the Grill Nation show. We'll see you again next week. Have a great day. Take care.